0: This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello everybody. This is Hal.
1: And this is Melanie.
0: And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical.
1: Yeah, it's been one of those days, an episode filled with adrenaline and rushing around and, and hair on fire. And, and... and
0: everything worked fine. <laughs> it was, and it's, it's all, we can deal with this, right?
1: Yeah, I think Hal is an adrenaline junkie. I am
0: not. That is not, I'm not a junkie. <laughs> I just, I manage the situations when they
1: occur. That's you all. You just don't get excited till it's really the high there's, stress there's moment. There's no point in getting excited before
0: it. it's time. I mean, that's all. <laughs> I'm not causing it, okay? I'm just responding to it with calmness, okay?
1: (laughs) Utter calmness. That's right. It's your delight in the um, last minute screaming in right before our (laughs) webinar that kind of gets me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not delight. It's dealing with the situation as we find it. You play the ball where it lies, dear. That's how they tell us in golf.
1: It's just having a good attitude, right? That's it.
0: That's it. It's the attitude. It's It's all about the attitude.
1: Sure, honey.
0: That's right. And the wrist action yes okay and the adrenaline yeah Yeah. well okay but that's (laughs) neither here nor there Well. okay you know Uh, we
1: we had an exciting day because we are on the road again we're on the way to mobile alabama for the teach them diligently conference
0: and if you are in the gulf states region and you happen to be coming to the mobile convention center please do come by and say hello to us but yeah we're going to go down there all excited this first time we've done a big convention in alabama ever
1: Yeah, we love meeting podcast listeners too. It's really fun Mm -hmm. to see you guys because we don't get much feedback from y'all. We can't see you, Mm -hmm. you know. But anyway, we came screaming at the last minute today because we had an our final episode of this session of Bootcamp Nine to Twelve, and I mean, we cut it close, Hal.
0: Okay, but we made it. (laughs) We were here. We were here. We were here, set up and on time and going, and And it was fun. It must have been
1: seven fifty nine. We must, We we had a whole minute. We could we could relax.
0: <laughs> I mean that that's great. You're all set to go and yeah. Oh. So, but okay. anyway, and yeah. here we are. So here we are. Here we are. Here we're in beautiful our Central South Carolina, on our way to beautiful Southern Alabama, and yes, and all of that. So, um, well, look, I wanted to open up a topic that is a frequently asked question. This is one of those yes. FAQ kind of things. I was going back over a list of things that people had, we were in a conversation in a a big public forum at one time and asked people, well, what's your, what challenges do you face in your family, particularly raising sons, raising boys? But I mean, what are some, what are some things that you are struggling with? And over and over a bunch of people said, I have real trouble with disrespect with a disrespectful attitude for my child um, disrespectful words they they they're smart aleck they're not you know they, they really they're just out of line and a lot of people were saying that was a real problem
1: well and you know it is a problem Hal, because mm-hmm. respect is important mm-hmm. it is commanded by god
0: the fifth commandment says to honor thy father and thy mother and i kind of implication of discipline that thy days may be long upon <laughs> the earth you know but yeah the fifth commandment definitely says that we're to honor our our father and our mother and you know there's a there's a pattern throughout scripture that we are to show respect to people it's scripture says to show honor to whom honor is due you know that we're to honor the king. We're to pray for our leaders. We're to to respect the law and obey the magistrates that God has appointed over us. Yeah, and, we're
1: supposed to follow the, our elders in the church rather than give them them grief.
0: And and so much of it is not even it's not even to say. I mean, yes, we should look for people who are personally admirable in their character and honor those people because they're and, admirable
1: and el- and elevate those people to leadership.
0: But sometimes we just have to show respect to the position to say. You know, that we show honor to the king, even if the king is a rat, he is the king. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have difficult people in our lives that we still need to show respect to. And that's what our children are facing. Sometimes they look at us and say, say, gosh, mom and dad, they just don't get it.
1: Well, you know, I think, okay, I think respect is an issue because we are first and foremost supposed to respect God.
0: Yes, absolutely. We reverence
1: God, we respect God, we honor Him Mm -hmm. for who He is, the creator, the sustainer of the universe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think when we teach our kids to respect us, we're teaching them to respect, you know, God's creation and God's order. Mm -hmm. And I think we're showing them how you how you respond to someone who is your father and they're gonna have a heavenly father
0: you know and we we shouldn't discount that you know to say god god presents himself as our heavenly spiritual father and and that is that word is chosen on purpose that's not an accident you know god god i think wants us to understand him in the relationship of a father both as uh one who loves and provides for us and protects us but also one who is to whom respect is due, one who disciplines us when we need it, you know, and if we have, gosh, if Paul talks about that, you know, that that don't we show respect to our earthly father? Well, then soon we show respect to our heavenly father as well. You know, and so that, that is a matter. If you've got a child who is just getting into this pattern of being a disrespectful type of person, character, we've got to take that seriously.
1: Well, you know, the word of God warns us against it. Mm-hmm. You know, It says, it says uh, in the, in the end times, you know, in the Mm -hmm. times when things are evil for in the last days, terrible times will come Mm -hmm. for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, Mm -hmm. proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, Mm -hmm. ungrateful, unholy. You know, it's seen as, as a sign of the, of the disintegration Mm -hmm. of civilization.
0: It's, it's a sign of, of God's rejection in some ways. It's a judgment. And so, you know, yeah, we've got to take that seriously. You know, Jesus talks about this and when when he criticizes the Pharisees, he unloads on the Pharisees a lot because they had it coming. And he says in Mark chapter seven, he says, all too well, you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother. Well, you know, Moses said it because God gave it to him. Right. But the law of Moses says this, and it says, but you say, well, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have, that you might've received from me is Corban, which is a gift to God. And then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. And you make the word of God to no effect through your tradition. You know, that point is that we are to honor our parents. We are to show respect to them. And
1: well, this shows even more than respect and honor, but Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Yeah. To to, to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we look at what the word of God says about those things, you see a disrespectful attitude is displeasing to God. As well as us.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we may feel like, man, that kid's got a smart mouth and I am offended with my own child. Well, okay. That may be a personal, but the fact is you are due respect. As the parent, you, you not only are deserve respect, but you should demand and expect and teach respect. And that's a critical thing. So I think that's what we need to really talk about. Well, how do you teach your child to show respect? Or rather, not to show disrespect.
1: Well, I think I think you got to look at the stages of childhood differently because I think
0: mm-hmm. that
1: disrespect tends to be caused by different things at different ages mm-hmm. and needs to be dealt with differently.
0: Okay, so well, let's let's go back to the beginning.
1: Let's talk about young children. Let's
0: talk about the very beginning. You know, how do you teach a young child to show respect? Well, okay, you know what? One of the first things about teaching small kids is we teach them everything. And they follow our example. They, they, they imitate what they see. They imitate their parents' example. They imitate their brothers' and sisters' examples or other kids'. You know, they, they pick it up from the environment as well as from what we intentionally train them in.
1: Now, you know, we live in the South. Right. And I know this isn't true everywhere. Right. But here, one of the ways that we teach kids to show respect is mm-hmm. to say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am
0: or yes sir and no sir no
1: sir yes sir no sir to mm-hmm. to they add the honorific as mm-hmm. a way of showing honor in the same way children where we live don't call adults by their first name not their parents not their parents friends
0: yeah e- even if they're a close family friend or even a relative they don't just they don't just call them Nancy, it's Aunt Nancy
1: or Miss Elaine or,
0: or something like that. Yeah, some the, kind
1: of honorific
0: to say, I don't treat you like you're a playmate. I treat you like you're somebody who's worthy
1: do of some honor.
0: some honor and some
1: respect.
0: So that's one thing that you can do to teach your children. And, and it's different, in different parts of the country. I know we've moved around sometimes, sometimes it's always you talk, you refer to her as Mrs. Jones or then another place it's well she's in the church she's a sister in christ so we call her sister jones or we call her sister becky or the, you know it it changes in different parts of the country right and yet there's some designation there that says i don't i don't treat you as a peer you may be you may be a brother or sister in the lord but you are a different category that i i am owed some respect to
1: i think in young children when you mm-hmm. see disrespect mm-hmm. it's Usually one of a couple of things, mm-hmm. either they just haven't been taught and they need to be told, no, you don't talk to your mama that way.
0: God that, says, mm-hmm.
1: honor your father and your mother. Mm-hmm. And so let's try again with a polite tone of voice.
0: You're actually teaching them to communicate effectively. Right. You know, and and so that's not to say the first time that they, they call you by your first, I think every child calls a parent by the first name sometime just oh, to try yeah. it. Like they realize, oh, they have a name. Cool. cool.
1: Yeah, and, and you but, say no. You're you're supposed to call me Mama. Mm-hmm. You 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 teach them. Now, if they are defiantly disrespectful, mm-hmm. you say, meet me in the laundry room.
0: You discipline for that.
1: You give them some some physical correction. Never ever ever injuring a child. No, that's And has never to be said. in anger. No, but you give them some physical discipline and work it through. Mm-hmm. I think the other situation where we see disrespect. You know, one in one situation it hasn't been taught, or it hasn't been disciplined. Okay. In another situation, they're picking up on the culture in the home.
0: And that, wow, yeah, and that is that is a bigger issue, really, because I think a lot of things are in play in that case. If there's a lot of uh, a lot of sarcasm, a lot of coarse jesting in the home.
1: Well, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think about some people I knew long ago, and their children were just so smart Alec, it really rubbed me the wrong way
0: they were obnoxious kids that's you know, true
1: we live in an area where that's just not expected of children mm-hmm. and i thought why in the world and i spent some time in their home and mm. it was constant barbs constant sarcasm from the parents
0: the parents at the at each other the parents at the at kids, kids
1: and the you kids know, they, at each other Everybody, the kids was just... were reflecting the culture of the home
0: so it wasn't a matter of sometimes you meet kids who are badly behaved you say that parent has not done a good job disciplining but sometimes they badly behaved because that's the culture they're growing up in
1: and you know more subtle than that yeah i know we had some issues with our older older children mm. because i was angry i okay now i didn't mm. know i had a problem right i thought they had an anger problem mm-hmm. and so i bought lou priolo's book the heart of anger yes only to find out that I had an issue that needed to be dealt with. Ah. I needed to really learn that the, the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Right. That book helped me so much and you can get it on our site folks. Mm-hmm. It's really good. There's a good workbook, workbook out there too.
0: Okay, go to raisingroman.com and just look in the shop under the Books for Parents.
1: Yeah, it, it really helped me a lot. but mm-hmm. sometimes there's something going on that's building tension between mm-hmm. the parent and child. It may be the child's sin. It may also be the parent's sin.
0: Right. You may both have some repenting to do.
1: Yeah. And that doesn't mean your child c- should get away with disrespect. No. But neither should you be tempting them to sin. The Bible warns us against against provoking our children to wrath.
0: hmm hmm Absolutely.
1: And so, you know, mm-hmm. for both of our sakes, we need to straighten that out. But I think culture in the home makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think failure to, to teach and expect... And it's just one of those things, this is hardest with the first because you just haven't established a culture. Once you establish a culture of respect Mm -hmm. in your home, I think it's easier all down the line because, you know, if a child says something disrespectful, the other children gasp. (laughs)
0: You know? <laughs> the older ones say, "Oh, don't you don't do that. You're going to get in out. trouble. You're about to
1: get in big trouble. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, but that does need to be cautioned too. That you may have established a culture of disrespect in your home. Yes. And it's going to take some some serious some concentrated work to change that culture that you already got.
1: Oh, it's way harder to deal with your own sin than your kids' sin. Right. Because your, your kids' sin and we kind of know what to do about that, but our own mm-hmm. sin is tough. Okay. You know, we got to mortify this this body. You know, we've got to mm. we've got to concentrate mm. and think about what we're saying. Guard our tongues before it comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, bridle our tongues. I think is what it says in James. Yes. You know, we've got to put a bridle on our tongues. We got to control them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not just let everything that pops in our head comes out come out of our mouths.
0: Okay. Now that is a that it's one thing to start teaching that to young kids. It's another thing when they get a little bit older because they change. The personality is going through changes and you're gonna have some new challenges, even from kids that you thought you'd had this all figured out. Let's take a break here and come back to that on the other side.
1: In Did fact, we, yeah, let's do. Let's talk about let's talk about what something one of our boys is doing. Mm-hmm. Our third son, Matt mm-hmm. Henry, is a doctoral student. Mm -hmm. in political science at one of the top universities in the country for studying political science. Mm -hmm. And he is doing a summer class Mm -hmm. for us this summer. It's going to be really great. He's going to be teaching about politics and justice and the ideas that shaped Western civilization and freedom.
0: Really the underpinnings, the philosophical underpinnings of our whole political system, basically kind of built on four basic texts. And, you know, he's going to look at the Bible. He's going to look at at uh, Plato. He's going to be looking at Augustine. He's going to be looking at John Locke. And I tell you what, this is really going to be very good. He is an excellent teacher. He's been teaching classes at the college level for years now. And so this is going to be really good. And see, here's the thing. He This has two purposes. One of them is your student can take this class, and you'll have a great credit you can put on their transcript for, uh, civics or philosophy or however you want to characterize it, yeah, it the be... class
1: is called introduction to political the- thinking okay you can characterize that however you want in your transcript right One of the biggest advantages of the class mm-hmm. is it's going pre- he's going to teach it at, in such a way that's going to prepare your child to do college work
0: and that's the second purpose this is like a sample of what it'll be like to be in a college class okay and so and this this is by design. And yes. so you'll get to see how do professors deal with these issues? How, what are the expectations? What kind of work should be done? And this is really going to be a great experience. So this is scheduled to start on May 22nd.
1: Yes. So go ahead and sign up. He's got it on sale right now. Mm-hmm. You got to Right. S- hit the shop and yes. scroll down to online courses. Yep. And it's on sale. In fact, it is $60 off. Mm hmm. And so go out there and sign up. I think you're going to love it. Matt is a gifted teacher. Right. And he, the professors at his college say that he's one of the most talented scholars they've worked with. Okay. So I think you're going to love it. Yep. Get your kids signed up. Get your high school students signed up. It's going to be a great prep for college for them.
0: Okay. Well, all right. So let's, let's go get back to our original question, which is respect. Teaching respect, dealing with disrespect, and... We talked about, you know, how you get started with young kids and how do you deal with young kids. But you know what? When they start to change, when they get in those preteen years and they start to, they're starting to uh, transform into young adults.
1: You know what? People don't see it, though.
0: Mm -hmm. See,
1: you're going to see changes in their attitude and their emotions before you see much in the way of physical changes. Mm -hmm. And that really threw me out.
0: I wasn't expecting it. I didn't realize what was going on for the longest time because his voice hadn't cracked. There's no whisker to look at.
1: But see, the hormones have to be there in order for the physical changes to happen.
0: And when you get a great big wash of hormones, what's the Ooh. first thing that happens? You see changes in personality, in temperament, you see in emotions. anger
1: and rage and... and- Sobbing and hysterics, and, and
0: you see irritability and short crankiness. temper, and you see some snappishness. And they're ill as a hornet. Sometimes it comes out as disrespect toward parents or teachers or other people in authority.
1: You can't deal with it the same way you did when they were young, though. Mm-hmm. Because if you try the meet me in the laundry room stuff, you're going to mm-hmm. be in World War three because they are irrational. Mm-hmm. They are so full of hormones, they're on an emotional roller coaster. They're irrational. And the enemy's whispering to them, nobody understands you and nobody cares about you.
0: And so going straight to physical discipline with a preteen usually does not work. Often it just pours gasoline on the fire.
1: Instead, this is really hard. Now, you're not going to let the disrespect get away. You're not going to let them get away with it.
0: No, but But
1: instead you say, hang on just a second. Let's sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. And you let them have their say. The reason why you do that. Mm -hmm. Is twofold. Okay. First of all, it is it is completely undermining what Satan is telling them.
0: If Satan is saying they don't understand, they don't care, then by sitting down saying, hey, I care, help me to understand, you're completely defusing that.
1: The second part of it is you are investing in the relationship. Right. You are listening to them so that they will listen to you. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and you let them have their say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then... You explain to him, you know, I hear what you're saying. I understand why you're upset, but you were grossly disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. And the word of God says, honor your father and your mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to have to discipline you for that. Right. And a lot of times they'll say, you're right, mom. What are we going to do? Because you've invested in the relationship. They've gotten through that that big storm of, of mm-hmm. hormones. They've talked themselves out of the tree. Right. And they'll listen to you.
0: Well, and see, that's that's a critical thing there. You know, discipline comes from the same root word as disciple, you know, and to disciple your child means to teach your child and to train them up in righteousness. And if they're not teachable at the moment, if they're having one of these emotional storms, you know, the best words in the world aren't going to get through to them. And so you do have to invest a little more time and, and allow them to calm down a bit. So that your words will get through to them.
1: Yes, and if you and you also need to invest in the relationship when they're not in trouble Mm -hmm. by talking to them, listening to them, forming relationship with them, because your relationship is going to take a beating during these years. Yeah, and you have got to really work on it because your relationship with them is what makes discipline possible in the teen years.
0: Now, one thing I've seen, you know, with our guys going through this process is, at you know, as they're gaining in stature and they're gaining in mental ability, they're starting to feel more like adults. They're starting to interact more, you know, horizontally with adults. And they need to learn where the boundaries are. And sometimes, you know, they think, oh, I can... I can speak freely now. Well, maybe you can, and maybe you can't. Maybe there's a certain way that you speak freely to those you owe respect. You know what? We have to take. We have to know that when we're working on the job, when we're in situations of people who have authority, we have to know that. Hey, even if you're speaking your mind, you always have to have respect in your voice and your attitude, to keep from you know bringing anger down on yourself and maybe a rightfully deserved anger. Yes. So that's one of those things. You have to do a lot of coaching in this age to say, now, whoa, 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 son. All right, let's, let's stop for just a minute here. I want to hear what you've got to say, but let's talk about how that sounded to me. I don't think you. maybe you didn't mean it that way, but here's the way it sounded to me. Let's talk about a better way that you can express that.
1: Yeah, you know, in, in fact, sometimes you know, I've been known to say, mm-hmm. okay, let's try that again mm-hmm. with the right facial expression and the right body language and the right tone of voice and the right words. Right. And say, okay, well, you know, you got the tone better, but mm-hmm. now let's work on the facial expression and just, you know, mm-hmm. help them to coach them through yep. how to control themselves, mm-hmm. how to act like adults. Yep. And as you move into the teen years, if you've managed to keep your pre, your relationship with them strong during the preteen years, right. the teen years tend to get better and better. But what about if you're in the middle of the teen years and the teen years have gotten worse and worse? Mm-hmm. couple of things you need to look out for here. Okay. The first is they may be picking up on the disrespect between the parents.
0: Okay. Now that, that opens up a question because, you know, one of the things, one of the subtext in all of those questions that we were compiling is my son does not show me respect, you know, particularly mothers saying that they felt like their son was being disrespectful specifically to her, which maybe he was not to the father and it can go the other direction too. I mean, we see that as well, but yeah, that's a very good point. Why, why would they single out one parent to be disrespectful to when it's not just a general attitude?
1: Sometimes it's because the other parent is showing disrespect, too.
0: Uh, so, for example, we know of cases where the husband is very critical of his wife, very belittling. It's one thing to say, I have some constructive criticism that I'd like to offer in privacy and bracketed with love because I love you so much. That's one thing. It's another thing to belittle your mate in front of the kids at the dinner table and uh, you know take that mocking tone that tears them down.
1: If you are doing that, you need to repent because you are going to mess up mm. all not, the relationships. Not your just your
0: relationship with your mate, which is obviously is already strained, but you are poisoning the well for the rest of your family by giving such a bad example. And that's something that, you know. You've got you to remember that your marriage is meant to be a picture of Christ in the church. Is Jesus mocking and making fun and tearing down his bride? Well, Then you've got no business doing it yourself. Does Jesus ever take us aside and say, you know what? You need to repent of something. We need to talk about a better understanding. Yeah, sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes, in because we're dealing with two sinners in a relationship, one mate has to say that to the other, and it could be either one.
1: Sometimes mm-hmm. moms are the ones that are being disrespectful, but they do it more subtly
0: mm, with how's the that?
1: rolled eyes and, oh, your father.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And that stuff. And that also can cause disrespect mm-hmm. because the children, they're beginning to see themselves as adults when they're teens. And,
0: and they're looking for cues on how adults should behave.
1: Right. And we're teaching them how to be nasty to, to, to us. This is not good. Or nasty to our mate. This is not good and we need to repent.
0: You know, I think it's always important that the parents need to, as much as possible, the parents need to back one another up.
1: Absolutely. And if you have
0: any sort of areas of disagreement, those are things that need to be worked on. But privately, with respect and love in your private conversation there, but as far as you know, the face that you put to the children, hey, you know, dad should not tolerate the children being disrespectful or disobedient to mom. Mom should not should not tolerate the children speaking, you know,
1: disrespectfully disrespectfully
0: of their, father. Of their father. Okay.
1: So what do you do if you're in that situation and your mate is being disrespectful to you? Mm-hmm. You need to talk to him, and you need you need to point out specific things that the children are doing and how Mm -hmm. their behavior is impacting their kids and call them to repentance, lovingly reassuring them Mm -hmm. that you love them and respect them. Now, if it is to the level of being abusive, Mm -hmm. then you need to get help. You need to talk to the elders of the church, talk to their parents. Mm -hmm. Sometimes dad can intervene. You know, you need to get help Mm -hmm. because we, we, we're supposed to be a picture of in the church. We can't mm-hmm. be abusing one another. That's not right.
0: Mm-mm. No, no, you're so, totally correct there. Well, you know, just,
1: so what, well, so but my, what do you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with, you know, you're sometimes we're a bad example to our mm-hmm. teens. Sometimes our teens are just still in that mm-hmm. broken relationship from the preteens. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that we need to do to deal with, with disrespect in our teens is work on relationship when they're not being disrespectful. You know, the disrespect we rebuke it and we and yep. we explain to them this is God has does not allow this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we can have a lot more impact if we seek to build relationship when they're not in trouble with us. Right. But we try to spend time with them. We talk to them. We try. We try to show our love for them. Praise them where we're able mm-hmm. because. Especially as they're approaching the end of the teens. Yeah. You don't have a relationship with them. You're you're not going to be able to impact them.
0: Mm -mm. No.
1: They can walk away.
0: You know, here is, here's, this is a really radical thought. And it's something that, you know, when, when it registered on me, I thought, how could I not see that? And yet you, you get certain patterns of thought and you get habituated to it. And that's this. We know that children are to respect their parents, okay? There's a respect that's due to parents, just that's structural. It's it's there. God commands it. But you know what? There's another type of respect that runs alongside of that, and that is respect between two human beings. Yes. And, and, how, and there's a sense that we parents, particularly as they are reaching their maturity, we parents need to be expressing a, a sort of respect to our kids. How do we do that? Well, you know what, we, res- we show respect to our kids as they're growing older by acknowledging that they're growing in maturity, that mm-hmm. they're growing in their responsibility and also their accountability by, by I think, granting them some dignity as you would to an adult that you weren't related to.
1: Yes, as they're approaching the late teens, mm-hmm. we need to change the way we discipline our children and begin... To discipline them, you're still dis- disciplining. You're still mm-hmm. discipling, mm-hmm. but in the way that I would, my friend, who said something that, that was ugly,
0: or your employee, right, or or you know a, a brother or sister in the church,
1: and they will respond so much better than that. Uh-huh. It's tempting to go all mm. you know, <laughs> haywire on them. You know, yeah. how dare you talk to me like that and yelling and stuff, but it doesn't work. And God, In fact, God promised us that the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God.
0: That is a, that is a statement that is really quite powerful and very true.
1: It is. But if yeah. we, especially as they approach the late teens, if we show them the brotherly, sisterly respect mm-hmm. of treating them like an adult and saying, you know, I need to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about this. And yeah. do it just like we do with other adults. Right. It's amazing sometimes the response you get.
0: It really is. Let me share one passage here just, just to kind of wrap this up. We've been talking about the commandment to honor father and mother and the respect that children should be giving to their parents, that they're due to parents by God's commandment and the structure of the family. And yet, let's back up and look a little broader. If you look in the book of Titus, in Paul's Paul's instructions to young Titus, who's a church planter out there and In in chapter three, verses one and two, he says, remind them, he said, this is what you need to be teaching the brethren in the church. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. You know what? That should be the pattern of all of our lives. We should not be people who are known for our sarcasm, for our mockery, for our railing accusations and character assassination, we you know what we need to be people who are a little more soft spoken a little more humble, and who are willing to say, "Hey, you know what? I recognize there's authority here. I can show respect even if I disagree, and that's worth another discussion really is how do you disagree how do you show respectful disagreement, but that's you know we're kind of out of time on that, but I think that's that's the larger picture to recognize we're all due to be respectful people. And that respect starts by the way that we teach our little ones.
1: We have to call and train our children to be the kind of people that it describes in first Peter two seventeen: mm-hmm. honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the King, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of people that we need to be, that we need to expect our kids to be. Mm-hmm. And Hey, we know it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to keep your temper. It's hard to discipline with judiciousness, but it's worth it. Because one Mm -hmm. day, those those kids are going to be adults.
0: And this whole process of training them up is not a distraction. It's not a a holding pattern or a delay. It's, It's what we're called to do. This is our purpose.
1: This is our mission. This
0: is what we do along with everything else. And so, you know what? We want to encourage you there. This is something, yeah, it's hard work. You have to focus on it. You have to deal with things sometimes when emotions are running high. And yet, it's something that God calls us to do. And I think God will bless us and empower us as we work in cooperation with his Holy spirit. And that is, that's a thing. So we hope that we hope this has been helpful. We hope this has given you some perspective, maybe some encouragement, maybe some ideas about how to deal with situations in your own family. Yes. Okay. So, so I think that probably wraps us up. So again, we're going to be in mobile this weekend coming up after that. Watch on the calendar. We're planning to be in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We're going to be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina.
1: Orlando, and Florida.
0: Columbus, Ohio. And we're going to end up in Pasadena, California, before this is all over. So check us out at raisingroman.com. You can get our schedule there. You can sign up for our newsletter, and we hope you will.
1: Hey, and check out Matt's class.
0: Okay. That's Introduction to Political Thinking. And, boy, that's going to be... I'm looking forward to that. I think
1: it's going to be great. I think it's
0: going to be terrific. Okay. So look... That wraps it up for this week, and we hope you'll join us again as we look to take biblical principles into practical use in a 21st century family. Until next time, I'm Hal.
1: And I'm Melanie.
0: Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E com or follow us on social media you can find us on facebook at facebook slash alan melanie or facebook.com slash raising real men this program is a production of the ultimate homeschool radio network join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical until then thank you and god bless you for listening